Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Astra Carter, Lou Half, and first-time podcaster, Hattie Cotmore. Hattie is our content coordinator. Yeah, very excited about my first podcast. <laughs> well, we're very excited to have you. How's everyone's weekend? Astra, how was Brighton? Oh, it was so fun. I haven't been to Brighton in ages, and I forgot how fun it is. There were some amazing restaurants we went to, a place called Ginger Pig, not associated with the Ginger Pig butcher in London, but oh. really worth a visit. Actually, I got recommendations off two girls in the office that live in Brighton. And then on Sunday, we had a roast at the Salt Room, which they have a sister restaurant in London called The Coal Shed. I don't know if anyone's yeah. been. But um, yeah, highly recommended. Nice. Hattie, how was your weekend? So much fun. I had bottomless brunch. Well, it was bottomless lunch on oh, right. Saturday. Okay. So we went out for pizza and Prosecco. Oh, dream. Better than The brunch. dream Saturday, mm-hmm. yeah. Didn't you do that last weekend? I did. I don't know about dry January. I've literally done the complete opposite. <laughs> Great. I've had bottomless three weeks in a row wow. now. <laughs> yeah. That's hardcore. Lou, what about you? The weather was so disgusting. So I actually watched lots of TV this weekend. Yes. Wow. What um, a lovely segue. Thank <laughs> you. You're more than welcome. A <laughs> little bit late to the party, but I watched Fire on Friday night. Me yeah, too. I watched it on the train. Oh my God. It's so fascinating. It's the kind of thing that normally I would completely brush over. I know it's not something that I would be interested in. In, but I was completely gripped and mm. Charlotte we were talking about it and you were like even you know the storyline you know what happens is it still interesting and it is for me because of the complete scale of it for people who haven't watched it can you explain a bit what it's about so it's basically about this guy who is a entrepreneur and he decides that he wants to start a music festival and they do this big advert where they fly in like all the biggest supermodels in the world they go to this island on the Bahamas they're like jumping off boats like he's sort of painting this picture of this thing incredible festival they're going to have like the biggest headliners they're going to have these luxury like tents and houses on the beach and it's like all singing all dancing everything you could possibly imagine and he keeps adding and adding to what is going to be happening and then there's suddenly credit cards and wristbands and he just can't pull it off basically and everyone is like you need to stop we can't do this he's got you know people in the industry saying we actually can't do this you haven't got enough time you haven't got enough space they're moving the location and and he's just like, no, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And it just spirals and spirals. It's watching yeah. a car crash. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe that they're going to allow 
allow the people to actually go there. But they do. Yeah, and these people show up and there's like nowhere to sleep, nothing to eat, no water, no flights out, no yeah. security, no health and safety. Like, are there yeah. authorities in these yeah. places? Yeah. Isn't it so eerie as well when they arrive yeah. and it's so dark and everyone's just running around, no one knows what's going on. And they think they've scary. got these like luxury tents and they're like hurricane <laughs> covers. They were like old hurricane tents from a previous hurricane. Like, hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a legit hurricane. And it's so fascinating as well, like how it's all been documented, like how they have footage of all of that. Obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't know this was going to be a, a big documentary, but they have all this footage and it's like, ooh, I don't know. And it's funny because all that footage, it was supposed to be promotional, wasn't mm-hmm. it? They recorded yeah. everything yeah. they did in the build up to it in order to kind of show off about how sick they were and how amazing this festival was and how entrepreneurial they were. Yeah. But actually now it's obviously been completely used against yeah. them to prove what idiots or reckless, yeah. I don't know what the word is. Is he in prison now? Yeah, he got put away for six years. Yeah, six yeah. Years. So, and Ben was like, I don't understand why he went to prison. And he was like, either everybody should go to prison or no one should. But he was orchestrating exactly. it. Exactly. So in the documentary, if you haven't seen it, they interview loads of people that worked for this fire company. And they were all riding this wave that he'd created, which was a load of bullshit, yeah, basically. Yeah. But they were and they all had no idea. Him. Yeah, But they were all yeah. trying to tell him. Yeah. They all kind of knew that there was something underlying wasn't right, but it just... And I think they know they have a part to play in it. But, you know, essentially, he... All of the fundraising, that was all fraud. Mm-hmm. Just what they sold, the package they sold to paying customers yeah. was fraud as well. And then plus, potentially they put all of those people's lives at risk by yeah. dumping them all on an island yeah. with like no provision. I think he genuinely believed it. I Do think you? he That's thought this could happen. And even, you know, when he's out on bail and then he sets up a new business. Yeah. What, like, I what think the he hell? genuinely I could not believe that. Okay. I think he's like a legit sociopath. Like, yeah. just really delusional. Yeah. I was so angry watching it. Mm. Like, he just thought he had so much more worth than anyone. Mm, yes. I think it was sort of the opposite. I think he's like some kind of geeky guy that couldn't believe his luck. Yeah. He was hanging yeah. out with Ja Rule yeah, yeah, yeah. and all these supermodels and just kind of got completely carried yeah. away with that as yeah. opposed to having a god complex. I think it was actually more of an inferiority complex. Yeah. Yes. The bit that got me the most was when they were interviewing a local restaurant owner oh who God. had hired loads of staff to feed everyone, basically, and she was never paid. And she was like, you know, I'm an honest citizen. I'm going to pay the people that worked for me. So she had to fork out $50,000 of her own savings to pay for them. And it was just heartbreaking watching her talk about it. I have since seen on social media, though, that there's been, like, a huge push since the documentary came out to get her that money back. And there's been, like, a crowdfunding. I've seen influencers being like I've donated this amount to whatever her yeah, name is I did think to help that. get the money back and all the workers as well who actually like built the site mm. I did think if I was one of those influencers that had been paid X amount of money just to post one thing mm-hmm. on Instagram I would have 100% yeah. and, and I hope that they did I don't know if that's been publicised what they did but I think Kendall Jenner was wired £250,000 yeah. just to do one post like what? yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah she should just be giving that money oh straight to those people well if you haven't seen it it's only like an hour and 40 minutes yeah, it's and exciting. it's, it's exciting. Fascinating. Even if you feel like you know every detail, you won't believe it until you see it. No. Anybody else watch anything good? I also went to go and see The Favourite. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like we've talked about loads now. And it is fantastic, but I've got to agree, Charlotte, I'm with you. It's so weird. It is so weird. And Olivia Coleman is fantastic. There's nobody else that could have played that role. But I didn't come out of it thinking it was the best film I'd seen in ages, which I thought I would. Yeah. Have you seen any of his other... I can't remember no. his name, but like The Lobster, Lobster is really Lan- strange. Lanthimos no. is his name. 
offbeat, yeah. dark comedy. Yeah. So I think That's if you've seen vibe. that, you'd go in expecting something. Mm. Not I mean, quite. it's a great film to have come out and, you know, three powerful female actors. The storyline is totally about them. It's set in a time where you perhaps wouldn't expect behaviour and language from them. And so it is really interesting, but it wasn't as good as yeah. I thought. I think the thing about him is that his previous works have been slightly more under the radar, or slightly more indie, yeah. or slightly, yeah. you know, mm. slightly less mainstream. And this often happens with the director and they'll go really mainstream and then you're like, it's not meant for the mainstream because not everybody will get it. Yeah. Me included. <laughs> yeah, so I get you. Hattie, have you watched anything good? I finally watched Roma. On oh, Netflix. oh I, I keep meaning has to anyone watch watched it. it? No, it's on my radar. So, so good. I'd seen the trailer ages ago and thought, this looks amazing, but I have to wait until I can commit to watch <laughs> this and concentrate. But it's just amazing. It's just so well directed. And I'd not seen, I think he's called Alfonso Cuaron. I'd not seen any of his work before. And it is so well done. And just down to these tiny things that you don't realise when you're watching it. So there's this one scene, not a spoiler, they're in a hospital and all of the doctors and nurses are actually doctors and nurses. They weren't actors. Wow. Because he wanted it to be really authentic. And it's just all those tiny details in a film that are incredible. And what is it actually about? So it's based on his childhood. So it's based in, I think it's around 1970 in Mexico City. And you follow this middle-class family and the main character is their housemaid, who is based on the director's nanny from when he was a child. And it kind of looks at women at the time. There aren't a lot of male roles. So you kind of see his parents' marriage and then obviously the nanny who you follow around the most. And yeah. Ah, interesting. Okay, so this all kind of leads nicely onto the piece we wrote last week about Oscar nominations. Everybody here has kind of got a good, like, assessment of the films that Mm -hmm. have been out recently. People and films are obviously tipped to win certain things, but for you guys, what film is worthy of the best film and who should take those best actor and actress goals? I don't think I've seen one that is maybe worthy. I haven't seen A Star Is Born. There was loads of chat about that. Mm. When I was at cinema, I saw the trailer for Green Book, which looks so fantastic. And Mahershala Ali, who's Yes. It actually won a SAG award last night oh, for that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and see that this week, and I hope that would be fantastic. And also, Vice is another one which I haven't seen, which I really want yes. to, which again has got a lot of nominations. So I don't know. Pretty hard. Astros? I haven't actually seen that many on here. Obviously, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. We waxed lyrical about it a few weeks ago, so I think we've probably said enough on that. But the other one I really want to see, which I'm going to go see this week, is Beautiful Boy. We also mm-hmm. wrote a feature on the site about that as well but it just looks like a film that's not really about that much but it's more about like human interaction and relationships probably quite heavy yeah I can't hack that kind of movie like I know what it's about and that's kind of enough for me like I I don't need to go and sit through two hours of like real misery about two people's lives I just don't yeah yeah, I love a sad film have a good cry me too (laughs) have you ever seen Still Alice oh my god yeah once you start crying in that film it's literally like water I don't think I've heard of it Julianne Moore gets early onset Alzheimer's Oh, it's based um, on a true story. It is just... It's just yeah, like I don't think I could handle no. that. <laughs> I think there are movies that happen to be sad and they're good and the sadness is almost kind of part of the emotional journey of it but mm. things that are like simply designed to be these like incredibly mm. heart-wrenching weepies like I just can't, I can't do it yeah I feel the same with like Holocaust films I've never seen like The Pianist or like any of those films I just can't I think you have to want to cry yeah, yeah. exactly you have to go into it knowing that that's why you're watching it <laughs> yeah and I never feel like that I cry enough as it is without <laughs> watching a load of films I just have to quickly mention a play I saw this weekend called My Name is Lucy Barton which for anyone who saw Laura Linney on Graham Norton a few weeks ago is her one woman play at the Bridge Theatre 
Theatre, which is a new theatre right next to Tower Bridge. And when I booked tickets, I wasn't aware it was a one-woman play. And then when I found out, I was a bit like, oh, God, that's pretty intense. But it was amazing. I've only ever seen a one-person play once before, which was Kevin Spacey a few years ago at the Old Vic. And I kind of should have known from that experience that as long as it's an amazing actor, then you are in safe hands. Laura Linney was just incredible. And to be able to hold a room for an hour and a half and like really captivate people and she kind of plays multiple parts it's about one woman's story but she kind of as that character does impressions of other people you know embodying other characters and it was just so kind of powerful and would have actually been less powerful and less impactful had there been multiple people mm-hmm. playing those roles the impact of it was that it was just her but seriously you know just an hour and a half on a Saturday afternoon it, she's like an incredible talent and it's well worth a visit if you can let's talk about radio shows we talk a lot about podcasts, other things we've listened to here on this podcast. But we wrote a piece about the 11 best radio shows for the old school listener because video did not kill the radio star and there are loads worth listening to. I have to just say, a lot of these I do listen to as podcasts. So I'm not sure what the distinction really is. But anyway, I suppose they're things that have been originally broadcast on the radio. Yeah, and and listening in real time. Exactly. So were there any on this list that anyone here listens to? So my two favourite aren't on the list, I don't think. Well, one of them is Desert Islanders. Love that. Mm -hmm. But the other two, which I love, are both Radio 2. One is Graham Norton's segment. I just adore Graham Norton. Mm -hmm. Anything he do couldn't be wrong for me. And also Elaine Page musicals on (laughs) Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Nothing is better than driving back on... You've got a long journey and just tuning into Elaine Page. I love it. I love that. I would never have thought to listen to either of those. Do you download them? No, or, no literally. I would only listen to them in the car when I've got a long journey. Mm. And you're just like, oh, this is a good song. So speaking of those BBC productions, and often I've been really disappointed that the BBC doesn't put all of their radio shows onto the podcast app as podcasts, because there are things that I like to listen to and you have to listen to them mm. live. But now they have the BBC Sounds app, which is quite new in the last few months. And that basically allows you to download any show that you've missed across all the BBC radio networks. You can listen to them all on the BBC website as well. Yes, you can. But if you want to be able to download them so you can listen to them on a train, for example, Mm. or a plane. So I highly recommend the BBC Sounds app. Astrid? I really like Guy Garvey, who is the frontman of Elbow and his BBC Six radio show, Finest Hour. It's on Sunday afternoons, but yeah, he's just got like impeccable taste in music. So is it just music? And a bit of chat, but everyone probably knows his voice from, remember Moz the Monster? Oh yeah. On the John Lewis advert. (laughs) He did this beautiful cover of one of the Beatles songs. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. What kind of music does he play? It's quite an eclectic mix. It can be anything from, you know, a new indie band to, you know, something classic. Cool. I don't know how what does Graham Norton do? Is his chat or... His chat. That... He's the best interviewer in the world, I think. And he always has great guests on. He'll have a section where people are calling in with their questions or their queries and he's sort of answering that. So not like an agony on way, it's quite funny. And it's just kind of an extension of his TV show. Oh, fuck. I think he listens to that then. Hattie, what about you? Any radio shows you listen to? I never listen to the radio, ever. I guess it's a bit like TV, like I'd never watch that real time either. Mm-hmm. But I do love Desert Island Discs. Okay. And I kind of love that because it's a podcast, you can go through all the archives and listen to the old ones. And I can binge listen to them. I'll listen to like five in a row. Lou and I are really guilty of only listening to the ones about people that we know. Yeah. So I'm kind trying of the to branch and... out a bit. So last week, Ruth Jones was on Desert Island Discs. And that was great because I'm a big Gavin and Stacey mm-hmm. fan. And after that, I then listened to 
into James Corden's because okay. you've got, they, you've they got to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go down like a rabbit hole with that Corden's? I enjoyed it. Oh, but I had I, to turn his off. I hate really? James Corden. I love oh, him. I they talk a lot about, obviously, Gavin and Stacey. Actually, that was quite interesting when having listened to Ruth Jones's and they talk about it and then listening to his point of view. I think quite different. Not really. But I think they both think it was their idea. <laughs> so that was quite funny. Well, it sounds like the BBC is on a bit of a roll, doesn't it? I'm obsessed with a Radio 4 show. It's on at 12 on a Sunday, which obviously is really hard to catch. So that's why the BBC Sounds app has been the best thing. It sounds like we're being sponsored by the BBC. <laughs> which is called Unbelievable Truth. And it's a panel show hosted by David Mitchell. And it's got like regular panellists like Susan Kalman, who was on Strictly last year. And what's his name? The really tall guy who does Pointless. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it's got a pretty good roster of you know BBC celebrities and it's basically like they have to each kind of deliver a monologue about something anything and within the monologue are lots of lies and a few hidden truths and people have to like buzz in to guess like is that actually true is a that bit actually... like would I lie to you a little yeah, bit yeah. But, they, but they might be giving a monologue on like rock formation okay. or you know astronauts or like so literally anything like personal to them yeah 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 okay. no it's not yeah exactly it's not a story about them it's a story about like you know history geography Ooh. anything and yeah people have to guess the facts and things so you learn some stuff as well so <laughs> double whammy the other thing that was on this list that I love which I talked about so much before is Komodo Mayo's film review yeah, show I know I always bang on about brilliant. it that is the only podcast that like it drops on iTunes at like 5 on a Friday and I have listened to it like by the time I get home on a Friday because I just love it it's like having two dads whisper on at you <laughs> about films and I mean Mark Maynard is just like so knowledgeable about yeah. films and I don't even really watch half the films that he yeah about, even if like, you haven't seen the film it's yeah, still it's really, so yeah, fascinating it's and so they have interesting. great guests as well they always have lots of directors exactly and, and they have the top people yeah. promoting films at that time on the show so that's really good okay so would you be incentivised to actually listen to the radio like Hattie why don't you I think it's just because you have to listen at a certain time so maybe I would get the sounds app and then listen but if I have to listen at a set time, I'm not going to do it. It's probably because we're just not used to doing that anymore, yeah, are we? Like, there was definitely. obviously a generation where that was a thing. Yeah. Which we just about skimmed, but now we're so used to convenience, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. I would listen to the radio if I drove, but living yeah. in London, don't really drive that yeah. much. Or well, sometimes I put it on, like, on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon if I'm mm. in the house. But, yeah, I'd rather just download, like, the specific mm, yeah. show. I love the idea in. of it. I just don't do it. <laughs> in a way, it's sad, but at the same time, if you can kind of have the best of both worlds where it's on live and then you can download it, well, it probably is bringing it to a whole new audience because if you can't download it we probably wouldn't be listening yeah. to it the only thing I would say is it is nice when you're just like listening sporadically because you maybe come across shows or people that you maybe you wouldn't have thought oh let me download them I know that person mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that so I think it can kind of take you by surprise sometimes but then on the same vein sometimes you listen to a partner show and you're like I don't want to listen to it yeah. so. <laughs> like I love doing that with Radio 4 because you might hear something you it's an author interview yeah. or something it's really interesting but then it might be the Archers which is not so interesting yeah. so to me anyway I'm sure also, sorry a shout out to BBC London because Georgie had a little segment on there last week yeah, with Joe Good, which was so funny to hear her voice. And my mum said to me on Friday, she was like, Oh, I'm so upset because I switched it up. My mum loves Joe Good's radio station for radio show. And she was like, I switched it on and I heard her at the very end and I heard her say, Oh, thank you to Georgie College Coleman. I was like, No. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm sure you can download it on yeah, the BBC yeah. Sounds app. So, that was Tuesday, the 22nd of January. Joe Good's show. Hit it up. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay. It's still January, which I think still entitles us to talk about new things for the year ahead. And one of those is a piece that Heather wrote this week about the 13 food trends we'll be trying this year. That included everything from Sri Lankan cuisine to going meat-free, kefir to rum. I can get on board with that. Anything on this list that takes your fancy? Well, I went to Sri Lanka a few months ago, so I can confirm that Sri Lankan food is absolutely delicious. And you were describing to me the hoppers at breakfast. Hoppers. Yeah, so breakfast is a big thing in Sri Lanka. Everyone thinks London is like the epicentre of brunch and breakfast, but actually Sri Lanka knows how to do it much better. We just steal it from other places. Yeah, or we just make food and then put an egg on it and call it brunch. (laughs) That's not brunch. Anyway, yeah, you get hoppers, you get string hoppers, which are like kind of rice noodly things. You get these amazing cups made out of I don't it's kind of like a, a really airy bread and you have a poached egg in there you get these little sambals which are essentially like kind of Sri Lankan condiments you have spicy ones or chutneys and stuff like that and you pick and choose what you want like customize it but yeah amazing breakfasts there's actually a really good Sri Lankan restaurant in London called Hoppers I really want to go really to it's go. been on my list for a while food halls is on here and last was it in the summer we went a little Sherlock's outing to the market hall in Fulham which had the best array of street food it was just I think such a cool place I think particularly to go in the summer maybe where you can go and meet a group of friends and it's particularly if people have got sort of different foodie fancies and some people are pickier than others then you can go get what you want there's a great bar area and take what you fancy and there's also they've opened one in Victoria which is music to my ears because that's my train stop so great meeting (laughs) white people I think it's a really good idea I agree Hattie what about you anything else in the list I think going meat-free, no surprise that that's a big trend now. And actually, it's quite easy. Mm, I find that I do it accidentally a lot. It's not really a conscious decision. I didn't eat meat last week just because I didn't. I realised yesterday that I'd gone a whole week. You include chicken in that? Yeah. I don't really like chicken that much. I think it's a bit boring. Also, I think everyone is pretty stretched financially in January. And it is also a really good way to save money. Because if you're buying sustainably sourced meat, Mm. it is so expensive. Mm -hmm. So it is a really good way of saving money. Yeah, Mm. that is really true. I feel like I'm going to completely counter that by saying goat is one of the things on the menu so if you are eating meat I went to Temper on Saturday night where I've actually been meaning to go for so long and have just never got around to it and they happen to have space it is so good and 
I had like a braised goat there, which is just incredible. Like if you're more of like a lamb girl than like a beef girl, mm. then you'll love goat because it kind of is that more like flaky, soft variety. Oh, it was just so good. I'm describing it so badly, but it was amazing. <laughs> I feel like ugly fruit and veg, that's number five on this list, is a trend I keep seeing on Instagram, Oddbox, which is a delivery service, which basically like rescues all the ugly fruit and veg that wouldn't be sold by your mainstream supermarkets and will send it to you. And like, there's literally nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, the carrots are wonky or whatever. I can't think of other things that could be wrong with your fruit. But anyway, they're completely edible still, but they just don't look as good and otherwise they're going to waste. So that is an amazing mm. incentive if you are looking to be a little bit more eco-friendly. And I know Georgina has mentioned before Farm Drop, which will kind of look at your postcode, find what local suppliers you have and basically do your food shop like you can on a cardio from there. But all your eggs are locally sourced and your meat and your veg and everything. So if you are looking to be a little bit more kind to the environment without making food sacrifices, then those are good things. It's forward. also the best way to eat seasonably, which mm-hmm. is so much better for you, so much better for the environment. Because, yeah, you're only going to get locally grown veg. So true. Are there any food trends from the last few years that you really jumped on board with and now are like, gross no? No, I can't think of any. Ben and I were laughing yesterday, but he was looking at like a flower or something that I had in there covered. Like when all the wellness trend like kicked off, I went hard in on all of the like the baking stuff in particular. So like when Deliciously Ella like, you know, was first around with her sweet potato brownies and her like cauliflower crust pizzas. I really went for it um, whenever that was like three years ago and had all of the, you know, like date syrups and that kind of thing in my house. But now I just think if I'm going to have a treat, it's all going to make you fat anyway. So I'll just have a piece of cabbage. Exactly. Well, if you are interested in knowing what the big foodie trends are going to be for the year and getting ahead of the curve, then check out the piece that we wrote on the site. Let's talk about running now. This is one of my least favorite things to do. For many of us, the words running and enjoy are mutually exclusive. But there's a new book out that's set to change that. Bella McKee wrote Jog On and used running as a way to conquer her severe anxiety. She found it completely life-changing in the end. So I want to know, any runners in the room? I do like running. I totally get the connection between running and like mindfulness or whatever Mm. you want to call it. Like for me, it's not just about getting out there and doing some fitness it, mm-hmm. like I literally just switch off sometimes I don't even listen to music when I'm running wow yeah. I don't think I could do that I need that to drown out what I'm actually doing <laughs> all the like, thinking yeah. yeah the exercise itself I don't love I'd much rather just go to the gym than go for a run yeah so 100%. do you ever go for a run sporadically okay like I will do it but it has to be really good weather I have to want to yeah. go out and just be yeah like outside on that day okay yeah. and actually how often would you say that you do it like I know busy working times aside like when I'm being good I'll do it like three times a week that's amazing but I've got a really good after. app on my phone which like sends you annoying notifications like get out there and run <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the app it's like a 5k one is it couch like, to 5k no it's not that one but it is a 5k one but I don't use it the way you're meant to fine because I've done it before but I probably should like upgrade and just get another you should be doing the 10k app now (laughs) but that's the thing obviously it's good to get out there and like raise your heart rate and stuff like that but for me running is not about doing fitness like I'd rather Mm -hmm. go to a class to do that yeah Mm -hmm. it's like the only time when you're not actually like engaged in something else Mm -hmm. that's really true and will you do it after work before work in the winter it's harder because I don't really like running at night I just feel, feel quite unsafe so yeah I don't do it in the evening also it's only just started getting light enough to do it before work yeah kind of thing but I love having a weekend run Interesting. Yeah. Lou, into running? Not at all. I really, really don't enjoy long distance running at all. Like at school, I was very into sprinting and I'd much rather do that and it'd be over as quick as possible. <laughs> but I completely get it that for some people it's super therapeutic and I know people that adore it and it's a really sort of cleansing process for them. But for me, it's not the one. 
I would use swimming for that instead okay, of running. Yeah. Do you so, swim often? I do when do I'm back do? in Bristol quite a bit. And then whenever I've got an opportunity to, yeah. I will. And on holiday, that is literally where I'm at. I'm bored of sunbathing yeah. and things like that. So you'll find me in the pool. Interesting. Well, I completely agree with you. I hate running. Like, I hate it. I'm not a natural exerciser at all. Like, I was saying this to someone this weekend, like, it doesn't matter how many gym classes I do. Like, I work out, like, three times a week. And every minute of every one of those classes, I'm thinking, I hate this. Like, I'm so far from sporty and I do it because I know like all the benefits but Mm. I think you have to have a kind of natural sporty inclination to get into running like I don't mean that you have to be like physically sporty because obviously there are a lot of people you know who run marathons and stuff who start from like 0% sportiness but I think being sporty also comes with like a willpower thing and like being able to push yourself through it and I cannot push myself through that long distance-ness of it so Mm -hmm. a gym class I can go to because everything's over in like three seconds but being able to like endure that is like a test that I cannot stand also I did lots of athletics when I was younger so I think if you've got that in you exactly I did not (laughs) so Hattie Astrid a little bit what are your tips for getting into running I think just go because I always feel so good after I've done it so mm-hmm. even yeah. when I'm running and I think this is the worst thing in the world as soon as I get back through my front door mm. I'm glad that I've done it yeah. I think that's the same with all exercise yeah. Yeah. it's just the getting out and doing you it never regret it. Bit. Yeah. a workout it's, it's so exactly. true you but you will regret not doing one unless yeah. you're really hungry and waiting for a really long queue for brunch then I regretted it Astrid what are your tips do you find the app helpful to begin with yeah I think apps are great especially if you don't know what you're doing mm. and if you're approaching it never having run before there's some great apps that do like stop start running mm-hmm. so yeah I think you run for like half an hour but actually it's like run for two minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. And that do kind of thing doing the bleep bleep test? Test. Yeah. oh hideous <laughs> that really takes me back yeah but something like that like I wouldn't even try in the bleep test I'd be like oh that's one I'm out like I just don't have the like push yourself see I don't, yeah. I don't mind things like that because it's like short bursts of running it's not like you're going out for an hour and a half but it gets it's you that like out of breathness that I hate about running I don't know I, I just hate that, that. okay and if you are gonna listen to music like what do you recommend to kind of stay motivated on the run I don't really understand like motivational music I think I just listen to like the music yeah. I normally listen oh, to would you listen to something slow while you're running yeah believe what I, I mean I would listen beat. to like yeah. Leonard Cohen or something but <laughs> I would just like put on a playlist or something from my normal, normal I find music. it odd when people go running together and they chat oh I like, don't, uh, I, don't I was walking around Brockwell Park on the weekend and there was two women who were running together and they were just having this really long chat and it was very detailed I was thinking God, how are you? How do you breathe? Yeah, yeah I physically couldn't have no, a conversation. Be, yeah, must be very taxing. Yeah, maybe it's even better for you. Yeah, who knows? Okay, well, if you do want some tips on how to either get into running or enhance your running performance, then check out our piece. So everybody seems to be obsessed with cleaning at the moment. It's obviously the Mrs. Hinch effect. So we wrote a piece about 10 handy cleaning gadgets you didn't know you needed. I might have to sit this one out. I'm not very good with cleaning gadgets. Not really my forte. But Astrid, you've got some you swear by. (laughs) The Pledge Fluffy Duster is game changing. (laughs) Okay, tell me about it. So this was a few years ago. I moved into a new flat and it was literally new, like brand new with a building site like the week before. So it was so dusty for ages. You know when you've had builders in and you think you've dusted but two seconds later there's like a whole other thing of dust anyway game changing changed my life it's basically like a duster but I don't know what it's made out of like the fibres just like pick everything up and it's got like an extendable thing for the floor or no 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 for like nooks and crannies yeah okay Okay. so it's literally like an old school like is it like a feather duster it kind of is like halfway between a new a modern duster Mm. I don't know what one of those and like you know like those classic ones you know like I think of like the one in Beauty and the Beast yeah Yeah, yeah, kind of like that but it must be 
made out of some like amazing new Whoa. material. But anyway, it cool. picks up every single tiny bit of dust. Sorry, and you said there's pledge, did you say? Pledge fluffy dust. Pledge fluffy dust. <laughs> oh, it's not on the list. Wow. I know, it's not. And I actually told Pascal about it before. I was really <laughs> upset that she did. Yeah, trouble. The um, other one is we've actually written a whole feature about these, but the e cloth. Oh my God. I mean, oh, we have with an e cloth. Yeah. What is an e cloth? So it's a brand, mm. and I think they started out with like the classic e cloth. And it's again, an it's, it's a cloth, but it's the texture yeah, of it. Yeah, so they must have patented this fabric that okay. they use but yeah it basically like cleans everything what does it feel like it's almost like that fabric that doesn't get that wet yeah. so it's really good for cleaning surfaces okay and then you'll rinse it off and you're sort of you know how sometimes when you use a wet cloth and then it just leaves water yeah, then yeah, on yeah. the surface yeah. so it doesn't do that or like leaves bits of the actual yeah. cloth oh yeah, yeah that's why it's really amazing for the shower as well so but it's not disposable it's not like a no no no, no. you put them in the washing machine yeah. fine okay um, but like since then I think they've just the range has expanded and they have like e-cloths for absolutely everything and you and can also get like non-e-cloth e-cloths I was going to say so it's yeah. e-cloth the brand yeah. like Dyson is a yeah. yeah okay so if you want to look on Amazon for you get them on Amazon yeah. or John Lewis okay. Yeah. Okay. there's a whole section on John Lewis yeah. but they, they are really really good I would kind of turn my nose up with them a bit I was like a cloth is a cloth yeah, yeah. but they are really really great <laughs> good okay interesting Hattie any cleaning hacks <laughs> not or to be gadgets? controversial I know that cleaning is to having some weird moments <laughs> but I just don't get it yeah no I'm with you I'm like, with you the whole Mrs Hinch on Instagram what's the new Netflix show oh Marie Kondo yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I don't cool. understand yeah I just don't get what's enjoyable about watching people clean completely with you like my house is very clean like, oh, but it's, I clean yeah but, but I don't need to watch anyone do and it and also it's like a necessity as opposed to yeah. a pleasurable I don't see it as a maybe I would do it more if I enjoyed it I don't know but yeah um, I don't I just, enjoy cleaning I know it sound yeah. like I'm but you like my biggest Hinch. hobby I think it's like the satisfying yeah, thing you know when you're like you get sucked into watching like someone ice a cake on like Instagram yeah. yeah I don't know it's like the satisfaction like when you like really clean something it's really yeah. satisfying I do love afterwards I like to hoover actually oh interesting you know once you've hoovered and your carpet just is like new <laughs> and you didn't realise it was there to the yeah. hoover and you're like oh wow okay hoovering's like the biggest effort because that requires like getting out the hoover which is such an effort yeah. well game changer for you oh, my mum very kindly got me a dustbuster oh, really for those, Christmas yeah. and it is amazing yeah because we don't have like a handheld Dyson we've got sort of one of those plugins. Yeah, me too. It's like heavy. And it is heavy. And so, you know, a couple of crumbs get spilt somewhere and you're like, exactly. Them. So now, Dustbuster, so easy, yeah. like picks anything up. It's got like an extendable nozzle, so it'll kind of really get in the corners. No, that's great. And it's really good. I'm going to register for one of those actually. That's register? Good yeah, for when we get married. Oh. Like it's going on registry. <laughs> <laughs> Not for like my birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got a Vax one if that's of interest to anyone, but it's really What's great. What's it called? Vax? Vax. Vax. Like, interesting. One other thing that was on the list, which was a very high interest to me was the Palms Up soap dispenser. I get really worried about any sort of raw meat hand situation in our chicken my partner's not a vegetarian and you know the idea of sort of touching the soap when your hands have been dirty or the taps or anything freaks me out so this enables you to not touch it oh, that's a really good point because yeah, I'll pump the soap with yeah. my chicken hands exactly <laughs> oh, my egg yolk hands yeah that's a really good point okay it all sound like great recommendations well the other things on the list included an extendable tile scrubber fancy a laundry folding board what's that 
if you've worked in a shop, you'll have seen them. It's yeah, just kind really. of a blank board and you sort of fold your t-shirt around it so you get the perfect square. Yeah. That's amazing. I actually, that was one that I sent to Pascal. Is that a normal thing to have in one's home? I don't think so. They're having a bit of a moment, as Hattie would say. I think it was Chloe Loves the Shop was folding a lot of things the other night on hers. Fascinating. Okay, well, anyway, if you are susceptible to the Mrs. Hinge trend and looking for more ways to tidy up your house, then we've got plenty more advice on the site. Let's talk about baths. I feel like everything is moving on very nicely from one another's day. It's not been the deepest podcast ever, has it? But we wrote a feature on how baths are back. I feel like they're more controversial than they kind of should be. People are either like in the bath camp or they're not. Mm -hmm. So where does everybody here stand? I love a good bath. I mean, it is the ultimate treat to have a morning bath or like a midday bath on a Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And every time we go away to a hotel, I always check that there is a bath because I absolutely love it. I just find it super relaxing. And what do you do to like pimp your bath? Like what is an optimum bath for you? Just a good amount of bubbles. Actual bubbles. Actual bubbles. Mm. I've got the cow shed, sort of one of they're beautiful like lavender scented just really relaxing a good book or a magazine don't have your phone and just really zone out interesting Astrid I hardly ever have baths just I guess because it's a time thing but actually after this piece it must have been in my head because this piece went live last week Mm. and I had a bath for the first time did you enjoy it it was so nice just to like really switch off like showers are so functional it's like you're up you're getting ready Whereas, like, a bath is real, like, I hate the phrase me time, yeah. but it kind of is. It really is. I feel like I have my best thoughts in the bath yeah. as well. Mm, interesting. I am a complete bath person, but I don't have one in London. So whenever I go back to my parents' house, it's just the biggest treat, and they've just redone their bathroom. Oh, nice. So we now have a nice freestanding bath. Oh, lovely. Waterfall taps. It's just the dream. Absolutely. Oh, that's so nice. I love it. I feel like an amazing bath is, like, an adult priority. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, my friend at home to have, like, a great yeah. bath. <laughs> I also love a bath. As you said, Astrid, like, it feels like such an indulgence so like yesterday I came home from the gym and the idea of a shower was like really depressing because it was just like what I normally do in the morning so I like had a bath instead and yeah like one o'clock on a Sunday so, so a bath nice. is amazing I never read in the bath I always watch something I like prop my iPad on the sink and just like watch whatever I'm watching at the moment because I can get quite hot and bored mm. in baths like, well, like that yeah. was like my past experience of it so like as I've got older I tend to just like watch half an episode or something but my favourite thing to do is to do that if it's been like a cold day and you come home from work like to do that just before bed yeah because then you get into bed feeling like you feel like a baby and like clean pajamas and clean bed sheets having just had a bath and nothing will warm you up like that it's just the best thing ever and I really like a nice bath oil as well so we're using Labo Vetiver one on the go at the moment which is like it's really nice and it makes you look forward to getting in yeah it's um who need cleaning yourself could be so much fun (laughs) let's talk about healthy lunches to eat at your desk now we are still in throes of January so everybody's still being a little bit healthier maybe Hattie or bottomless lunches aside so we got some great suggestions from people in the know about healthy lunches that you can make at home so I want to know what everybody here makes when you need a healthy lunch it doesn't have to be something you make at home we like a Sainsbury's lunch yeah but what's your go-to when you feel like you need to be healthy I really like to make a butter bowl which sounds a lot fancier than it actually is it's actually super easy but I'll always do say couscous and then some avo some spinach anything that you have basically put it in a bowl what's the butter bit <laughs> I don't know why that it's just food in a bowl but like you know there are recipes online and things mm. but I just like to keep it quite simple is it kind of pokey-esque but like yeah sort of but you don't bit. need the sashimi okay, you can yeah. just do I feel like a butter bowl is more like warming yeah than a pokey kind okay, of okay I thought it was like, like a bowl of food that was like Asian vibey yes it is Asian mm. vibey but <laughs> for me I don't know maybe that's just yeah I know I think but... so something heartier yeah so like last week I did one 
with tofu. I cook it with like sesame oil, some honey, roast that, and then have that on top. Mm, yummy. And so easy because I don't really enjoy to cook. I don't want to do anything complicated. Mm. I want to throw stuff in a pan or in the oven and then eat. And it's like quite satisfying about just throwing a load of stuff into a bowl. Yeah, mm. and actually tastes really good. Mm, okay, I like that. And you can just search Buddha bowl and like Pinterest. Yeah, it is what it is. there'll be a million different ones. And they always look really good. Yeah, they do look good. Pretty Instagramable. Mm. Lou, what about you? Healthy lunches? So my best stop for like an on-the-go lunch would be M&S. I think they've got a new, I think it's called the Plant Kitchen mm. range. And they've got some really good, healthy kind of salads, very plant-based. There's a really good superfood greens one with like edamame, broccoli, green beans, oh, soy, ginger, which is really good. Salad, yeah. There was another one which I used to love, which was the super nutty whole food one, oh, which is one. with so like quinoa and cashews and peanuts, which is amazing, which I used to love, but then I found out I'm allergic to quinoa. So oh. I can't have sad times. But yeah, I think they've got a really good range. They also do some really good like cannellini bean pumpkin, like a patty, mm-hmm. which is really good. So yeah, M&S is sort of my go-to. I get a bit stuck with lunch sometimes mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I'm really hungry I just don't know what to have I think you have to really think about it and be I wish I was more prepared and cooked more for my dinner I generally tend to do that and be like okay I'll take this in for lunch and then that I'll like just sort of keep picking at it throughout the night <laughs> and be like okay well this is not lunch <laughs> so yeah so I do need to get better and when we did our food packages last week I did the detox kitchen one and that was actually good inspo for me being like okay right this is a good one to try so yeah mm, I feel the same Ashley what about you one good tip is even if you have to pick up a salad from Pret or Marks and Spencer's or whatever just go and buy a lemon and ditch the pre-made salad dressing one they're usually disgusting and two like you just don't know what's in it and a lemon can actually completely pimp your salad mm. oh and like chili flakes and stuff like that just mm. have like little bits like that in your drawer at work yes. and it just makes it so much nicer yeah that's such good advice well i also love ms for a soup they do like proper hearty mm. soups but they don't use any nasties in their ingredients so obviously you know if you're going to get like a cream of mushroom one it might have double cream in it but if you want something that's just kind of all natural ingredients and nothing too heavy they have some really good options like from superfood green ones to chicken varieties yeah they so, do a really good chicken noodle one that yeah. if you're feeling a bit kind of under the weather that's just like the best yeah a Thai chicken one which is like a proper laxa which is mm. delicious but also I love their green one too so I highly recommend those and then my I feel like I bang on about rice all the time <laughs> I just not talk about rice anymore but seriously like because obviously we've got a local Sainsbury's right by the office and for like a quick easy lunch an avocado one of those rice a packet of prawns and some tzatziki mm. it's like the easiest thing ever yeah. and those ingredients will last you a few days yeah and that is really delicious and healthy yeah and buddying up me and charlotte quite often buddy up and it keeps you on the, the right track it does and it also means you can have more interesting things yeah, yeah. so we'll often buy like a variety of salad mm. things because you wouldn't buy all of that for yourself but yeah. you have it and it works pretty well and they've got a nice little system haven't we <laughs> okay let's finish by talking about some fashion androgyny has always been on the fashion agenda so sometimes a good shortcut for getting that look is to head straight to the menswear department we wrote a piece on the best things to borrow from the boys everybody here guilty of stealing from their boyfriends always yeah especially a good knit do they let you well (laughs) he doesn't always know Mm. (laughs) and last week i did borrow one of his new uniqlo merino wool i went out in that and the next day he went out and bought me one so i would not wear it (laughs) that's so nice but yeah i just think their knitwear is always kind of better than ours sometimes like i'm wearing ben's jumper today but like i had to not put on perfume because (laughs) oh god i really hope he doesn't listen to this but i get home and i have to like keep my coat on until i can get into his cupboard when i know he's like in the shower or something (laughs) and then i like hang it up and make sure it looks exactly (laughs) as it is because he knows like i'm terrified it's i get in so much trouble but you're right their jumpers 
are just so better. Comfy. Like this is a good jumper. I don't have this in my wardrobe, so why would I not steal his? Lou, I unfortunately can't borrow. My boyfriend's six foot three and just quite considerably <laughs> bigger than me. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I can wear it. And it's really cozy, but I really look like I'm wearing a yeah, man's size. Yeah, but I am definitely guilty of purchasing from the menswear department in a size that is slightly more suitable for me. And there's always shirts, linen shirts in particular in the summer. I love that look, like over swimwear, just wearing mm-hmm. like a really oversized linen shirt. I just think it's just quite sexy and cool. And sweatshirts as well. I've got Sandro men's sweatshirt on sale from them. I think the proportions are much better for certain things. When even though women's wear, obviously you can get something oversized now, it's got a slightly different feel to it. Mm-hmm. And for linen shirts, where do you go? Gap, I think, is really really great. I got one in the summer from French Connection, which is really good. I think you can definitely look on the high street. I don't think it's something you necessarily have to spend lots of money on. Yeah. But yeah, Gap probably my go-to. Cool. Astros? Yep, same as you guys. Love a man's jumper, Marks and Spencer's cashmere, crew neck are always a good one. I really like that the sleeves are slightly longer. So like Hattie, Uniqlo's grey. I was wearing a men's that I stole off my boyfriend, Uniqlo jumper, all weekend because it was freezing so in Brighton. If I ask, it's okay. If I ask, but it's if I no, help myself, I have to well, I think he just says yes, but he probably doesn't Quite anymore. Yeah, yeah. I also swear by M and S. I bought their roll neck actually because it's like the perfect boxiness. Like I didn't even go oversized; like I went for a men's mm-hmm. small. Yeah. It kind of looks like it fits me. It's just got the kind of the yeah. shoulders are a bit squarer, which really helps. Other things we put on this list were flannel shirts. There's a very big trend for that lumberjack look around at the moment, and H and M in particular have some really good men's versions and t-shirts too. We're all kind of constantly in search for the perfect boxy men's t-shirt and they really know what they're doing well that's just about it for this week if you enjoyed that please do rate review subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.